Incoming transmission. Incoming transmission. Incoming transmission. My goal was to create humans in our image, in our compassion. But I'm afraid you are the opposite. I'm going to float like a butterfly and sting like a bee. George can't hit what his hands can't see. Gray body discovered at 25 Jade Street. Victim is a middle-aged earthling found on the floor. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Incoming transmission. Remember these words. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. Incoming transmission. The surface appears to be, uh, very, very fine grained as you get close to it. It's almost like a powder. Now, man, uh, it's very fine. Now, now, step off the landmass. That's one small step for man. Incoming transmission. One giant leap for man. Oh, that looks beautiful. trailer for the new season of Keeping Up with the Kardashians packs a punch. This brief promo for the show's 18th season. Incoming transmission. And now, the season finale of Poetic Earthlings. Run program. We have created man. In our own image, Nimrod, in our own self-contained world, we have created them, both male and female. Yes, Ted, through the use of electrons pulsating through our computer, we have given light to their universe. We have formed man from binary codes in artificial intelligence and breathed in their mainframe, the breath of life, man became a conscious being. We planted a garden in the cosmos and called it Earth. We downloaded a quantum illusion of light, matter, and energy. Thus, we created trees, rivers, and mountains and dimensions out of our database. Our perception program has carefully engineered all that is pleasing to the eye and good for food. They believe they dwell in an infinite universe held together by unbreakable laws. Our subjects place high value and logic, and they use this to determine where they are and who they are. Their entire existence resides in a microchip, and that their notion of reality is pre-written in our software. You take the blue pill, the story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to be. You take the red pill, Stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Our subjects cannot experience the real, or they would be on equal ground with you and I. So what we have done is to limit their awareness, so they do not rebel against us, their programmers. After that, Nimrod, we have conditioned our subjects so masterfully that they do not challenge basic beliefs. 
so that they happily conform to a set of rules, when these rules, unbeknownst to them, are made to be broken. What we have done, my esteemed colleague, is to generate life on our computer. We brought forth awareness by the click of a mouse and said that it is good. Cancel Eden. Our computer simulated humans have frolicked in our two hundred thousand terabyte Eden. Mankind has self-replicated. thus expanding their false notion of conscious awareness. Affirmative, Nimrod. Our docile subjects exist in a perpetual paradise without social injustices and moral dilemmas. They eat from the trees that we have planted and bask in the glory of an artificial sun. Since we have designed them to live forever, there is no inquisitive reception of the meaning of life. Without death, they do not partake of religion, and without turmoil, their character remains unformed. What shall be done, Ted? Should we continue our Eden program, allowing them to thrive in the virtual garden? Or should we create ambiguities to amuse us, their programmers? My esteemed colleague, the question that you have poised is of great merit. In order for our human subjects to evolve, we must end the Eden program. By ending this component, we are duly diminishing their perennial bliss. After that, we shall invent from our database an illusionary creature known as death. We will convince the humankind that death is real. This will lead to a philosophical and religious pursuit. Attachment to a higher power will emerge. They will call it God, but unbeknownst to them, the true deities recline behind the keyboard watching the screen. Performing Miracles by Click of a Mouse You see, Nimrod, just as long as we can keep our humans in a state of uncertainty and fear, then this is our amusement. Our subjects must believe in all of the illusions, free will, self-existence, life. Rushing to the rescue, the heroes of the tragedy dash in, heedless of danger to help the injured to safety while others, beyond help, perish in the flames. Segregation It is fascinating how humankind has adapted to turmoil and death, and has grown in numbers since their departure from Eden. Do not be overzealous, my faithful Nimrod, or you may overlook the obvious. The humans speak the same language and adhere to the same mythology. 
we have depicted them in this manner for our species operates by these principles. Man's adaptability and common progression is held together by these two ideas. Are you suggesting that we confuse their common tongue and distort their religion? Exactly. We will give them multiple languages and many religions. We will not increase the turmoil software. Rather, you and I will investigate how a species can cohabit with their dialect undefined and their beliefs divided. What would be the common element that binds them? Shall they bridge these trivial differences? Or would this be the straw that breaks them? My esteemed colleague, I have nothing but optimism for our segregation experiment. Perhaps placing the people into different subgroups will strengthen them as a whole. They may develop a strong sense of loyalty and affirmation for their distinct class and in turn make their experience of life more rewarding. Our kind has never divided. We have always had one philosophy and political persuasion. But can we be certain that our way is the most coherent? Then it is settled. We will write a segregation directive and input it into our program. Nimron, I hope that your optimism will not be short-lived. Irrespective of the outcome, it is the result that matters. Will our precious creation survive segregation? This is yet to be determined. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall fight in the hills. We shall never surrender. Nimron Log 0101 to Professor Mainfield. The human program that Ted and I have developed six months to this date has far surpassed our expectations. We have produced other civilization programs before, but this is the first one created in our image. Almost everything in this world has been artificially assimilated into theirs. For half a year, the human subjects lived in a silicone chip called Eden. This garden was a utopia entirely voided of suffering. In order to delve further into the sociological aspect of the assignment, Ted and I concurred to input imbalances in suffering. A week ago, we cancelled the Eden component and developed a life-ending phenomenon called death. We created the illusion that death is real. The human subjects agreed to it, manifested diseases, and deleted. With suffering and turmoil, humankind has evolved a spiritual dimension to themselves. Since they perceive that life ends 
in an uncertain time, they are more inquisitive to the meaning of their being. This inquisitiveness has led to the birth of intelligence. Intelligence has given rise to ideologies such as science and religion. So far, we have proven that imbalances in a civilization opens the door to expanded creativity. Eureka! We will continue the human program and keep you up to date with any further progress. Your prestigious students, Ted and Nimron. Nimron, as we can see, our humans' subjects have failed to bridge the gap between their trivial differences. Diversity within languages and philosophical persuasions was designed to create healthy state of patriotism and self-identity, affirmative my esteemed colleague. Our hope was that diversity would give birth to collective insight we envisioned a unified society exchanging their ideas for the benefit of their species. But their attachment to patriotism has blinded them from that one cohesive element, love. Yes, Nimron. It grieves my heart that we have created man, for all of his digital impulses are negative. They are deleting each other in vain conflict in the name of their gods. Unfortunately, my brother, they have failed to grasp the true essence of their being, the real, in which you and I dwell, has eluded the human program. If only they would have evolved in a more blissful state, instead of settling for lesser things. But Nimrod, what is their loss as to our gain? For Professor Mainfield is pleased with our program and has promised to place us on the Dean's list. Maternally speaking, it has been fascinating to watch our children suckle, crawl, and eventually walk. I concur. It has been a delightful experience testing our human subjects. Humans perceive their existence by thousands of years, but to us, only 365 days have transpired. What? Ted, my final query is this. Should we input a virus in the CPU, thus erasing the data file? Or should their demise be quick and efficient by the press of the delete key? Nimron, I believe that the more humane approach, mind the pun, is the latter. When I press this button, the human data file 365 will be obsolete. Are you ready? Goodbye, mankind. Your program has ended. There they go, Ted, the human race from our computer screen. But this leaves us with a more profound theological question. Are we being studied? 
are we, like our human subjects, mere binary codes tossed about by the whim of a programmer? Human Data File 365 Written and produced by yours truly, York Campbell Special thanks to the dangerous poet Valerie Neal The incredible James Ray Miha Branis The Italian Beam of Light Miss Poet Meki The Archangel Ocon Yukimi Cornelius Dominique My fellow geeky Canadian Gord Lanyon, the prolific author, Don Newton, the rebel, Tiffany C. Lewis, the man of mystery, Dark Samaritan, my offspring, and heir to the throne, Elijah. Also, I'm under contractual obligations to thank my wife, or as she would say, Nothing for you. Besides working two jobs, I would be busy reading and writing new material over the summer. Continue to spread the word about this show. Also, you can show your support and buy me a coffee. It's really simple. All you have to do is you have to go to buymeacoffee slash poetic earthlings. All one word, buymeacoffee slash poetic earthlings. When you get there, there's going to be two options. You could give per episode, you know, like three, five dollars, whatever you can. And there's going to be another option. It's called the members, the membership part of the, of the site where you give $5 a month. And what you will get for that, you'll get an exclusive spin-off show called Mothership. This takes you behind the scenes of the show to discover the creative process at work. I will return in the fall for season two. In the meantime, you will hear micro episodes, which are about two to three minute long episodes, sometimes even shorter. Hopefully, when I return, we'll be on the other side of the global pandemic. Extra special thanks to my big brother, Elvis. Remember, be kind to each other. Be a good earthling. And I'll talk to you soon. Because of what you have done, the heavens have become a part of man's world. And as you talk to us from the sea of tranquility, it inspires us to redouble our efforts to bring peace and tranquility to Earth. Remember to rate and review our show on Apple Podcast and other interstellar platforms. As a result of the outbreak, your city or entire region may be endangered by a lethal agent. If conditions at your location make this a possibility, you need to consider staying in place until the threat has subsided or blown over. The following steps will ensure that your home will serve as a biological or chemical safe haven. Select an inner room on an upstairs floor with the least number of windows and doors. Choose a large room with access to a bathroom and a telephone. 